Thank you. Um, tonight's talk is called Screw It, Let's Do It. Um, and I wanted to show and hopefully help to explain how you yourself can move forward faster uh, and get things done. So I thought I'd first of all start uh, with saying thank you. I want to start with gratitude. Uh, and in particular, I want to start with gratitude to Dan, which we'll talk about at the end. And everything he's trying to do here with Winchester Creatives is about trying to create a community of interest. We're a network, and we can all support each other, and we can all win at this. So I want to take some credit, I want to give Dan some credit, and I also want to give it to both Chris and Jack from Studio Republic for facilitating this. It really is a special thing to do. So, if you don't know who I am, I thought I'd just give you a little sense about me. So I'm a big family man, and I'm an exhibition, uh, expedition. That's left for Sunday night at 8 o'clock when the blinds are down. But I love expeditions, I love adventures, and uh, I do enjoy the odd 4x4 expedition. Uh, I've got background in agency experience, uh, in agency management uh, for the last 20 years. I've been working in digital strategy for global brands. I've been managing some complex B2B uh, sort of comms. I've been leading some organisational change. I've been delivering some integrated change. I've been doing some marketing, doing some coaching and things like that. Um, in terms of the boring stuff, I've, I've got a background fully chartered in marketing. I've I'm a, uh, got a distinction in digital marketing leadership over at a Google course. I've done sustainability leadership at the University of Cambridge and I've got some, some experience at uh, Manchester uh, University as well. But the reality is, in all of that, the one thing you should know about me is I don't take anything seriously, uh, let alone myself. Okay. So what I wanted to do is I wanted to share with you a little bit about the journey that we've been on for Brightful. So Brightful is a brand new agency. It's only just been started in the last uh, sort of month or two months. Um, and it's the start of an exciting new adventure. Um, and we have uh, a sort of a proposition uh, which is, is there for you to read. But in essence, it's around helping uh, businesses, agencies and startups to really move forward faster, helping them to think, do and change and try to basically cut through the complexity and make real rapid progress fast. And the thing that really is something that really drives me is the importance of creating value. So your time is precious, and any single interaction that you have has got to create some value for you. Otherwise, it's not relevant. And if it is relevant, it may be remarkable. But if it's not relevant, it's a complete waste of your time. And I believe there's a real formula when it comes to uh, delivering some real value. And that is about providing genuine insight, whether it's personal insight, whether an insight from perspective, bringing some facilitation, coaching, or creative skill. And if you can really times that by the impact that you can have on an individual, from an organisation, or some people at large, then that is what extraordinary value looks like. So today, I don't really want to show you or tell you what moving forward faster looks like. I want to explain how to do it yourself. Because I believe that that will be the most amount of value that you can get from the time that you've spent in this evening. So what I've done, specifically for you tonight, is created a playbook. So in front of you here is the Move Forward Faster playbook. And I thought what we'd do is we'd do it together, we'd work through some exercises together, and we'd try and find a way to help you achieve the goals that you want to achieve and to uh, overcome some of the barriers and challenges that you might uh, anticipate. So I'm sorry, and I know some, they're going to fill some of you with dread, but this does require a little bit of working together. Now, you can absolutely undertake this exercise individually. There is nothing in these books that you need to share. If you are not comfortable with sharing anything and you want to keep it to yourself, that's absolutely fine. But if you're also comfortable sharing it, please do so. And if you want to share it widely, please do so as well. So anybody and anybody in their comfort zone, this is about helping you move it, move it forward. So, and there's some useful friends on your table here. So we all know 
that if we put some time limits on what we do, it actually forces us to get stuff done. So you've got some time timers on the time in front of you. And if you haven't used them before, you literally just turn them to the time that I'm going to send it to you, and it just gives you a friendly beep. It's not the tyranny of the beep, but it just helps you know when the exercise is over. But you've got some sticky notes, and you've got some post-it notes, you've got some pens. There's some paper along here as well, and there's the boards here. So to be honest, you could do this all by writing in your book, but if you prefer not to do it in a book and do it a different way, it's all cool. What matters is we look at it, we explore it, we look at it from different angles, and we try to get to that insight that helps us move forward faster. So the running order uh, for this evening is we're going to do a bit of reflection time, because sometimes you just need to stop and think. We're going to do some sharing, we're going to look at some goal setting, we're going to look at how you can build up some of the courage to really do the things that really matter. We're going to look at the, sort of the benefits of the change and the, sort of the trade-offs that you need to get from that. Sometimes there's a bit of pain you need to take on in terms of getting the impact. We'll look at what it takes to get it done. And we'll discuss the importance of the leap of faith. And finally, I'll provide you some really clear and tangible 10 tips to move forward faster. All right? All with an intention to try and create as much value as possible for the time that you've given us today. So a little bit about me. So 20 plus agency experience. Um, and my random fact is I once told a bloke called Ben that he couldn't act. I didn't really say it that harshly, but there's a man who turned up and I managed to get some money and we were going to take a, a, a play uh, not from, from the Bassey Arts Centre up to uh, the uh, Edinburgh Fringe and I managed to get some funding to go to five venues in Brazil, 20 people, it's a big deal, I was really quite young and I was doing some auditions and this guy called Ben turned up. And I already had something in mind. I really wanted a kind of a gritty soldier uh, look. And this guy was kind of quite public school profile. And he said he'd like learned the part already before he'd done the audition. And I remember thinking through that night, going, you know, my gut instinct is saying that you know he's he's all right. He's not the the, the, the guy I need. And he kept on saying, I can shave my head. I can do anything to fit the part. And I woke up the next day and I said, I know you've learned this part, but my instinct is telling me you're not the right person. That's my random fact, and I'll come, with, come back to it in a bit. <coughs> my screen at Let's Do It moment was at the age of 27, my wife and I both quit our jobs, and we decided to drive a Land Rover Defender from Kennington in London to Cape Town, 25,000 miles, to try and raise money for some charity. And I learned some <laughs> fundamental things about myself and what I think is an important outlook. And if I was to really look at an exercise uh, called My Superpower, and I, and I have to say, good all credit to John Beaton and the uh, Design School Academy, we did this, and I thought it was quite an interesting thing, is if you can draw your own superpower and really understand what is the strengths that your personality and who you are that can bring, what are the downsides of that, to get a real sense of that? And the truth is, is if anyone's met me, you'll know that I have some really quite positive pants on. I, I'm, I'm, you know, I really enjoy uh, life and positivity in life, but it can be on a downside, nauseatingly enthusiastic. Um, and if I was to be a character, it would be kind of a combination of kind of, I call myself something like Monty Zuma, and it looked like Captain Underpants. Um, but, 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 I know, I, but I know that, with the, you know, that actually the power of positivity can make wonderful things happen. So, the Ben was actually Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> so this man that I told couldn't act actually ended up being the finest actor of our generation. And he's going to be more well-renowned uh, than uh, Laurence Olivier. Going to have more Oscars. And frankly, is the most extraordinary actor ever. I was very fortunate enough to go to university. And I remember thinking, he brought out his autobiography at the age of 30. And I thought... He's obviously, there was a section saying the Manchester years, and I thought he was going to be a seminal moment when I, when I didn't get that part for that role I was really working And it wasn't in that chapter, and then I went into the index section to find me and my, my wife's name, and we weren't in the index section. And you realise that actually, the mistakes you make don't really matter. Because we all screw up, and we all make judgments that don't go our own way. And this is where I want to talk to you about the screw it, let's do it moment. So at 27, 
my wife and I, and I was very fortunate enough to meet my wife at university while trying to work out if Benedict Cumberbatch could act. <laughs> we had, on the first night that we met, we had a love of travel, and we started talking about what would be the ultimate trip. And I was kind of keen on her, so I thought, maybe let's continue the conversation, you know, let's get a glass of wine, and she likes travel, let's see how this goes. And we talked about the ultimate trip being a trip across Africa. And we said we must do this. But in my mid-twenties, um, something rather sad happened. So my mother, at the age of 48, uh, suffered from having two very extreme strokes that left her absolutely paralyzed. She wasn't able to speak. She was in a coma for six, seven months. And that time when you were starting to go into a career meant that we reorientated ourselves and we started looking after her. Now the good news is that she's still alive today. 19 years. Wow. She's still alive today. My dad has been a full-time carer. But in that 19 years, I haven't had the opportunity to have a conversation with her. And it's by no means why I have chosen to spend my career in communications. Because there is a gift we all have. We have the ability to talk to each other. And we don't have to always agree. But when you lose the ability to have that conversation, you realise how important and powerful communications is. So at that point in time, my wife and I thought, you know what, we're not going to be defined by this. We have to get on with our life. We have one life and live it. So we decided to take a courageous jump. We thought, we've done things, we're looking after her. Now is the time to make a leap of faith. And I want to explain something to you. I had no mechanical skills whatsoever. The best thing I could tell is my dad would say, there's a flat tire, I would phone the AA and try and work it out. But we decided to have this audacious goal and go for it. We spent six months thinking, what would our bosses say if we were both to quit our jobs? We told him, and he said, please come back when you, your jobs are open to you when you come back, that's an awesome trip. We spent six months worrying about that conversation, we didn't have to. When I thought, I don't know how to basically prepare a vehicle, suddenly friends present themselves. So I have a great friend called Tim Moore who jet skied around the United Kingdom with uh, Bear Grylls. He took a flying car to Timbuktu and he's jet skied around the island. <coughs> he came to help me out, you know, best man and things like that. And then people with expertise started to help out. And I remember we decided to leave from Peter Square and we started moving across the channel. And I genuinely thought if we break down on this car on the other side of France, we just have to go back again. And we just kept on going south and south. Right? And what was very interesting about that journey is whenever you factor anything into your planning, you never really factor in to your planning around serendipity, the kindness and considerations of strangers. You always look at activities through the lens of risk. But when you start an adventure, there are people who help you when uh, you get stuck. Please sit down. And on many, many occasions, our vehicle got stuck in the night. The sun would fall away from it. And do you know what? I mean, we were never out of reach of somebody helping out. We were stuck in the middle of the sands in Sudan, and a guy walked over the, the, the dunes, couldn't speak a word of English, opened up the vehicle, started doing it, fixed it, and we wanted to give him a gift, and just moved away. And you forget that we are all part of an interesting network. And how important it is when you start to factor in the consideration and kindness of strangers. Halfway through the journey, we went to Armani, which is a school uh, for um, AIDS orphans. Now these orphans are the next generation from the impacts of what AIDS has been doing to Africa. So the adults would be dying, and therefore the grandparents would be having to look after children. Grandparents don't have things like pensions or healthcare, and we find that the children would have to take to the streets. So the street children were coming, becoming big gangs, and they were creating sort of civil unrest. They were being misused. There was a lot of either sexual abuse or um, really bad things happened to these children. And there was this wonderful, wonderful charity called Armani that was giving them a home, giving them a chance. And we were very proud and privileged to basically raise money on behalf of them. And eventually, from somebody with having no mechanical knowledge whatsoever, starting this trip, we arrived in Cape Town, 25,000 miles 
nine months later, and we managed to get the end to South Africa. And that experience has, has stayed with me, because you realize that kindness and consideration is universal, that the language that we speak can be through the language of kindness. And I learned so much more about myself by actually going, screw it, let's do it. There's one life we have and we all must live it. So I want to ask you, what is your biggest screw it, let's do it moment? And what really have you learned from it? Because you've all been courageous and you've all been a leap of faith. What is that? So, I'd love to, if you, if you, if you, if you want to, if it's helpful for you, there's a booklet in front of you. Feel free to use it. Or just, if it helps, just talk it through. Uh, whatever you prefer. But do the same. You know, what your name is, your, what you're currently, what your random fact is. You know, have you told Benedict Cumberbatch that he can't act? Um, what your super power hero is. Um, but really, what I really want to know is for yourself to reflect on that screw it, let's do it moment, that moment of courage, that leap of faith moment, and what you actually learned inherently about yourself. Okay? And we'll spend five minutes on this, right? So if you can set your timers, just set your timers. Go for it. So, um, I love this. I love this. Because we all have a unique story to tell. And when we tell it, and when we connect with each other, and when we can communicate with each other, and share our random facts, we can find a connection. Does anyone, I mean, I, I need to move forward, uh, move on, but does anyone want to share a random fact? Is there one person who might be able to volunteer per table, or should we crack on? <laughs> Come on, let's just see yours. Okay, um, I skateboarded across the country for charity, from South Inertis to Newquay. I do not advise. <laughs> 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 Does anyone else have a random fact they're happy to share? Not to be So okay, so we all have a unique story to tell. We all have huge strengths, but we also are reflective about what the downsides of those strengths might be. And we know that we have the courage within ourselves to do something really, really exciting. So this is where I want you to start thinking about your next task, and then I'm going to tell you a little bit about our next screw it, let's do it moment. So I'm going to ask you to just start thinking, from your perspective, what was it that you would like to follow, uh, to, to move forward faster? If you were to sort of set yourself a goal, and I know there's a whole industry around goal setting which is kind of quite nauseating, but if you were to really look forward and set yourself a really interesting, exciting, and challenging goal. What 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 would it be? So, if 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 you ask yourselves, I'd like to move the following uh, forward, more forward, faster. Or indeed, if you phrase it in a different way, what if I could? You know, what if I could actually get my training in order to try and run a marathon one time? What if I could, perhaps? Do something that's outside my comfort zone. What if I could do the thing that I've been thinking to doing for a long, long time that I haven't had the courage to do? So what if I could uh, is a quite a good way of phrasing it. And then I just want you to think about what's stopping you. In your head, in your heart, what's stopping you? It might be obligations, it might be responsibilities, it might be commercial, it might be, uh, it might be just general fitness and health, it might be time. Well, I can tell you three things that I realised on this trip I went to Cape Town. Is in life we need three things. We need time, inclination and money. Right? And I tell you what, unless you're very lucky, you'll never get those three things in balance. Because when you start your career, you've got time and you've got inclination. But you've got no money. But you've got the ability to go and do something. But when you get to retire, You've got the money, you've got the time, but sure as hell you don't have the invitation. And when you're a stressed out, knackered parent trying to get your kids back to school, where you certainly get there a lot of time, you're a bit strapped for cash, and you really are struggling with a bit of your inclination. But if you were to try and think through, if 
you were to have the time, inclination, and money, what if I could? And what would that ultimately look like? Have a think about that, and I'll give you a few minutes to just uh, reflect on that, and then I'm going to share a little bit about our story about the, the screw it, let's do it moment my wife and I have just recently done. Okay? Let's try that. Thanks. So, I went through that exercise, and I want to explain a little bit about my wife and I's next screw it, let's do it moment. So, I moved to Winchester four years ago um, to be closer to my parents-in-law, to have access to some wonderful education, to have to live in the most exciting and vibrant community. And what I really wanted to do is I really wanted to create a sustainable career that could put my family at the centre, which meant that I could work as hard as I was doing before, but if I could cut out my four-hour commute to Shoreditch, um, and I love working in London, but I could use that time product pro proactively for my business, but also to invest more time in my family, who I really care about. So my goal is how do I create a sustainable career for me and my family at least for the next 10 years? And then it really all started here. So this is the place called the London Grind. It's a coffee shop. It's near London Bridge uh, Station. And I met uh, some old friends of mine. Uh, this is uh, Dom uh, and this is Yulia. Uh, and they used to work in a team of mine. I was very fortunate to work in a large independent sort of agency. We grew from 110 people to 220 people. I was running the digital department. And Dom was my head of digital operations, and Yulia was a really smart cookie who was part of the consultancy team. And we worked on some really exciting projects for really uh, FTSE 100 blue chip companies, big, large-scale digital transformation programs. And we formed a real bond of trust. But what's actually happened recently, uh, and it's happened more in the last five years, is that we've, we've seen the rise and rise of the gig economy, about people deciding to take their own careers and chart their paths. So Yulia had a baby, she had a little Tate, she's now two and a half years old. Uh, Dom's just had another two babies. And they're just thinking, we're slogging our guts out in London. We want to basically try and create a sustainable business model that can allow for remote working, but also make the best of the talents that we have available. And we genuinely thought, and still do, that we can do things differently. Because if you take out the overheads of big agencies, their big IT infrastructure, the big HR infrastructure, the big marketing spend infrastructure, the big rental income. And you pass that value back into the clients. So you have effectively low day rates, but you are getting the right and the same people with their expertise, but creating exceptionally more value. The client can then have you working in their offices, or you can have some offices up in London, or Southampton, or even Winchester. But really, the client doesn't care where you work. We are seeing the rise and rise of remote working. So really, we wanted to work together in a way that made the best of the latest technologies with an absolute obsession to providing value to clients. So we galvanized, the Avengers assembled, and the uh, Brightful team was uh, uh, assembled. And there's Millie, my wife, uh, who is actually the rock that keeps everything together. Uh, so, we set about it earlier this year, so we met in January this year, we've been thinking about working together for a while. Uh, we started to undertake some activities, and so we did something called a Problem Framing Workshop. This is with Design, uh, Design Sprint Academy, um, and this is uh, around rapid problem solving, about how might we create a sustainable sort of business model that basically could work to, to give that uh, value to clients. This guy is uh, John Veaton. Um, and this was the problem framework workshop we attended, and they do a range of uh, uh, sprint sort of expertise. And we, we had years and years of experience of running workshops, but we really wanted to freshen up our experience. We also did more remote working mural sort of workshops. We did some other workshops. We really trained up. And I'm sure you've heard about Jake Knapp's book, which is called The Design Sprint. And this has been a massive inspiration to us. So Design Sprint uh, is a rapid uh, process that can be fitted into four to five days that can take you from an initial idea into a concept, into a prototype that can be user-tested very quickly. It is being formed out of Google Ventures in a way that was used to create many products for that. And 
many people are moving more towards this idea of the sprint methodology, which is test and learn and fail fast and get stuff quicker. So I don't know if you know this man over here. This is Ross Chapman. He is a fantastic design sprint expert. And if you don't know him and you're interested to know more about it, please, please, please get in contact with Ross Chapman at the Edge Sprint teams and the Edge teams because he's a fantastic facilitator and he's done it many, many times over. But we are participating in that training, we've done more training, and we've done um, some design sprint uh, training ourselves, but by no means anywhere close to this man here, and he's an absolute legend. So we were asking ourselves that question, and the question that we really came down to was, what if the agencies and the partners that you worked with could actually help you solve your problems faster. And what ifs what if, if they could actually deliver leaner projects without the complexity and so basically took you further than you've been before? And what if you're able to do that so that your agency or the partner you could work with could help you move forward faster? That helps you propel the speed of your progress that help you get to achieve your goal quicker. And not only that, they didn't just tell you how to do it, they showed you how to. They equipped you with the tools to do it. So we, we've been banning around this idea quite a lot since the beginning of this year, we were talking to various people. We met up with this guy called Chris Battersby, who used to be a client of mine who worked with a, 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 a quite a sort of a large oil major uh, in which uh, myself and Don helped to lead the digital transformation program, which led to 150 websites uh, being done, and any external websites were based on the work that we did on that area. And he was one of those clients were, who was one of those people who pushed you hard, but was fantastically loyal. And he invited us to go visit him, and he's working as the uh, manager for project management over at Virgin Atlantic. And he, he wanted to know about what we were doing. And I don't know if you've been to the Virgin Atlantic headquarters. It is amazing. It is this massive warehouse where all the corporate functions, the marketing functions, the technical functions, are literally straight next door to everyone who is doing their flight training. You've got pilots doing simulation in one room. You've got basically the stewardess staff learning in, in literally mock uh, 747s, uh, trying to work out how to create delightful customer experience if the, if the TV isn't working. And they have shoots, and they have all of the sort of rafts all in around it. So that customer experience is absolutely the heart of every single part of their operations. And Chris showed me around five or six different agile war rooms, and he's doing some amazing work digitally to try and reduce their global impact in terms of sustainability, to try and make things more efficient, to try and basically become the next generation of uh, global flight. And what I found quite fascinating is, around the whole building, there was this statement plastered, which was by Richard Branson. And when he set out Third Atlantic, his mantra was, screw it, let's do it. Have those audacious goals. Anything is possible. One life live it. Just get on with it. And he's helped to build a global brand as a consequence of it. You remember I talked about serendipity? And this was that moment, thinking, yes, we have to do this. We have to do it. Well, the people are really backing us to go for it. So we loved some of the things we read. We're reading fast and slow. And I don't know if you know when the boat gets faster, which is, uh, this is a book that's been written all about um, the Olympic gold winning, winning um, rowers and how they basically obsessed about everything they needed to do to make their boat go faster and win the gold. And they became absolutely focused on that. And of course, we talked about the design sprint. And we love nudge as a way of thinking about behavioural psychology. So Chris said to us, You've got to do this. You've got to set up right when you go, go for it. I'm going to talk at an event for you. It's going to be the 10th of July. It's got to be that day because I'm going off on holiday afterwards. So after the fact that we've been doing quite a lot of this development, this idea and things like that, suddenly we had a crazy deadline. We had a month to basically get everything together. So we worked incredibly hard. 
we've been already working on the website for a while, we need to get all the materials together, and the clock was ticking, you know, 29 days, 28 days, 27 days, and we had task after task after task to deliver. So we just smashed through things about what's the logo, what's the services, what's the business card look like, what's the image style, what's the proposition, what's the values, all of that stuff that comes second to none to us. So much harder to do it for yourself than it is for others. But we just smashed through this, realising we've got to move forward faster and crack on. And what we realised is very importantly, is that we needed to consult, we needed to make sure we told people what we're doing. Because one of the downsides of moving forward fast is that you miss the importance of stakeholder engagement. Now the thing is, you can get trapped in a quagmire of stakeholder engagement. There are some people who always want to be consulted. And if you think in organisations, they're normally heads of, or heads of, you know, department heads, or department directors. In reality, you need to speak to the most senior person and say, this is what I'm trying to do. I hope I have your blessing. Please go ahead with it. We went out of our way to go and speak to a lot of people, and we got their blessing, which we really, really appreciate. And we were burning the midnight oil. Now, this is a home studio I have, and whether it was up in London or in Winchester, we were just cracking on and smashing through it. And it got to the week before the event. And we managed, this is the moment that we just had to press the button. Because we had to just get people to come to this event. We had to get sort of people there. I mean, just like how we had to pull an event together. And I know we've got an amazing event organiser here who would basically tell you, you need at least three to four weeks of lead up time to basically do this thing. So we were doing everything wrong just to move forward faster. And um, that created the pressure to do things. Now, I just want to give you a sense of what happened the night before we launched, right? So this is the pressure that we were under. We had to launch. We had this event, the diary, all that stuff. And I'm just trying to focus on doing the right thing. And in the meantime, I don't know if you remember, Facebook and Instagram, they had a server meltdown. So I'm trying to set up our social platforms, and I can't quite get an image to load and I can't quite work it out. And it's spending like six hours going, what the hell's going on with that? And not only that, I'm trying to spin up my uh, Twitter uh, page. And it says in the UI, you say, what's your name? Here's a description. And it kind of does this date of birth thing. And it says in the UX side of it, you say, what's your date of birth? Or when was your business started? So I'm going, quick, quick, quick. And I write, okay, the date that Brightful started, which was incorporated in 2017, right? And then, all hell breaks loose, right? Because Twitter and social media thinks I'm two years old, <laughs> right? So they shut down all these, uh, these, these platforms, and I'm sitting there going, I've got to get this all sorted out. In the meantime, my wife's trying to basically kick up the kids and trying to get organised events and trying to get some booze sorted and trying to get the banners and all this stuff. And uh, she's trying to get uh, some sort of uh, pe people along. And eventually, we pushed the following morning the website, which is, uh, which is here, and I encourage you to have a look at it if you're interested to find out more. And eventually, we managed to spin up the social media platforms um, through LinkedIn, Brightfront, things like that. But it was hectic because we had a deadline. And there were things that were just getting distracted, but we had to get our way through it. And ultimately, we launched on that day, and we told the world what we were about. And I thought I'd just share that with you now to get you a yeah, give you a sense of um, what uh, we present ourselves out to the outdoor, outside world as. into the world we felt sort of elated to start um, and uh, we were thrilled that we had begun it was that moment where we left Kennington we started our adventure and we moved forward and the services around sometimes when you're working people you need people to think for you sometimes you know what you really need and you need them to just do stuff but the really exciting times is when you can actually change something for the better so that we were really interested around the thought of think do change area and then in all that hecticness, with you know, with you know, five days later, we're able to basically announce ourselves to the world and do our launch party, 
And, the, and, and this is going to give you a little bit of a flavour about what happens there. And I want to give a huge thanks to Libby, wherever she might be, uh, to say thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. She's hiding. Um, um, because um, it was fun. And I want to just do make, make, make a point before I share this video. Um, things can't happen without the support of others, whether it's the kindness of strangers or the friends you have. And I want to say thank you to uh, agencies like brilliant agencies like Etch and Big Radical who allowed us to use the venue uh, to be there to participate, to, to make the most of that. And to Studio Republic, because Libby was there taking photographs, Jack came along, and you've been so much great friends to us in the beginning of our journey, and we will never forget that kindness, so thank you. And we had an absolute blast, and I just want to give you a, give you a sense of what that party kind of looked like. Tonight is about us living what we stand for, which is uh, moving forward faster. And we're very thrilled to have some of our friends, mates and muckers to come and join us and celebrate the, the beginning of our exciting journey. Tonight's been really exciting. It's the start of something that's hopefully going to take us who knows? Let's just hope the future's Brightful. I think Brightful have got the potential to fulfil a really interesting gap in the market. So the, the services that they're aiming to provide, I think, are, um, are, are really needed uh, in the market today. I'm really looking forward to seeing what uh, Brightful are going to be doing um, longer term and the clients they're working with and, and looking at some of the new emerging technologies, especially in the digital marketing space. Uh, well, I don't really know where it goes after tonight, if I'm being honest. I was looking forward to seeing Richard again, seeing everyone else, having a few drinks. Um, but who knows where this could go? I mean, uh, I'd like to know what more Brightful could do. Brightful is really about faster digital strategy, faster project delivery, but more importantly, creating lasting change for the better. The future really is Brightful. I'm very excited about the minds working together. I believe in Yulia and Dom and Richmond. I think that they're going to be amazing together, so yeah. Our motto is to think, change and do, and we're really excited to be able to do all those three things we've done. I wish Richard and the team um, all the luck, and, and I really hope to be engaging with them over the next few years. And you have to have the courage to dive in feet first. So we want to inspire you to move forward fast, and we have a question for you. What will you move forward faster as a consequence of tonight? So we absolutely have a blast. It was an amazing uh, time uh, and just like that moment where we took the vehicle from London started just saying goodbye to everyone, headed to, uh, to down the channel. This was that moment, and the fact that we could share it with friends uh, really did uh, make it very special indeed. Um, and we want to say thank you to Studio Republic and to the for the photographs that they did. Now, what I want to do is I also wanted to talk about, there's a huge euphoria about doing and living your dreams, but I also want to give you a good, balanced view on this. Because there's a moment where you step forward and you have the courage to do so. But that is the moment where you are incredibly vulnerable. And you kind of go, oh, we just started a business. We're three months off the prospects of crashing out of the European Union. There's a global recession going on. Is this the right thing to do? And that monkey in your shoulder starts talking and you're going, that was great, that was great, that was great, but whoa, this feels big, right? This feels big. And at that, side, the, the, that, that moment you're looking at it, what's something, something's quite interesting is when you do something quick and rapid, you also have to be mindful of your impact on others. And I'm, I've been reflecting on this really interesting quote, which is, you can build trust up in small steps, but it can leave as quick as on horseback. So it's very important that sometimes when you try and do something, that suddenly some people become more attentive, they become a bit more wary. Friends that you might have had before are going, well, okay, that's really great, but actually, 
mm, okay, I'm going to stand back and things like that. And actually, all of that goodwill that you've created, and you know in your heart of hearts what you're trying to achieve, actually, it becomes scrutiny. And you've got to have the self-awareness to know that people might view it as in certain times. And trust is vitally important, and it can evaporate at any moment, which is why you have to, at every single point, step forward. And what was interesting to know, in our rapid stuff of getting stuff out there, then I talked about all that stuff around social media, there was a couple of things we did which were just really stupid, small mistakes. Right? And they actually had no huge consequence, other than they weren't the right thing to do, but they weren't done maliciously, they weren't done with a bad man intent. They just happened and made mistakes. And you can sit there and you go, do you know what? Oh, wow, we should have done that a bit differently. And, uh, and this could have been doing. And then what you do is you, just, you, you have to have the courage to sometimes work out if you have offended anyone as a consequence, you need to have the courage to go and have a conversation. And the interesting thing about the journey that when we did this launch is literally seven days later, we had some interesting news. So remember I talked to you about my mother who hadn't, we hadn't had a type of conversation with. I formed a very strong relationship with my mother-in-law. You know, sometimes your mother-in-law can be a bit fractious, but she's been wonderful and I've got to know her for the last 22 years. We learned seven days after us launching the business that she got diagnosed with terminal cancer. She had a bad back, we thought it was osteoporosis. It turned out that she had advanced cancer of the spine and it was actually advanced metastatic lung cancer that basically is a terminal diagnosis. What that means is that she will die within about six weeks, six months, without having the necessary drugs given, given to her. And suddenly we were on this journey, we're heading towards the channel, we're ready to go down to Cape Town, and you realise that dreams aren't everything. Because what really matters in life is family, friends, kindness, consideration, and gratitude. That's what really matters. So we dropped everything, and we had the most lovely, life-affirming time down in Wales together as a family. And Jilly absolutely loved it because she had all the distraction of the kids. And the kids are amazing. It's the parents that you know, have to deal with this stuff. The kids, they just do talent shows and magic shows and surfing and look at this granny and grandma and all that stuff. And there's me going, we're just about to set off on this really exciting adventure. And this is heavy news that we have to get to, get to grips with. But this is what the stuff of adventures are about. Because it's about looking inside yourself and realising that yes, sometimes you can make some mistakes, and sometimes events do happen, but what about that goal? What about trying to fulfil that intention of trying to create a sustainable business that keeps this family at the centre? And when you step back from these things, and you look at it in a bit of context, it's very interesting, there was a quote by Seneca Younger, who talks about this we sometimes suffer more in our imagination than in reality. So sometimes the real feels, fears come to pass, and some don't. And what I, the insight that I'd like to bring to this evening is that actually, the thing that stops things moving forward fast isn't the capability, isn't the expertise, isn't the brilliance that you can bring to it. It's actually the fear. It's the thing that sits inside of you saying, I can't. And it manifests itself into procrastination. It manifests itself into tomorrow. It manifests itself in distraction. And I personally believe the way that you individually and all of us collectively can move forward faster is actually naming the thing that stops it from actually happening itself. So there's an exercise I'm going to suggest we're going to do. This is, uh, this is about helping to build courage. And um, this, is, this is going to help us to look at defining, preventing, and repairing. So I want you to think about, and then this sounds counterintuitive, I want you to think about the worst case scenario that can ever possibly happen. You do this thing, you'll piss off somebody, 
You do this thing, your relationship will suffer. You do this thing, you'll lose some money. You do this thing, you'll lose your mortgage. Right? And I ask, want to ask you, you want to ask yourself, so what, so what, so what? So what does that actually mean? And then I also want you to think about what you're going to do to prevent that from happening. So if a mistake does not happen, what are you going to do? How are you going to prevent it? Are you going to go and do some consultation beforehand? Who are you going to speak to? And lastly, what are the things you're going to do to repair that situation? It's amazing how much of a tray of brownies or some, uh, some things can go in. And actually, a heartfelt sort of sorry can make a difference. So this is a quite an important thing. And from this point in, we're going, to we're going to rapidly finish up after this point in terms of exercises. But this is about you just putting down some of those innate fears about the things that are stopping you. Because once you name it, you can deal with it. Once you see it, you can see it for what it is. Because we suffer more in our imagination than we do in our reality. Okay? So if we can do this quick, uh, so we'll give you sort of five minutes for this, is that right? Yeah, that's good. Can you set your times? So Mahatma Gandhi once said, be the change you want to see in the world. And in no way, shape, or form am I trying to equate what we're trying to do here with the most seminal and most important human rights uh, activists this world has ever seen. But there are some universal truths from what he has to say. And he once said something that I think is quite interesting. Mahatma once said, first they ignore you, then they laugh at you, then they fight you, then you win. Be the change you want to be in the world. So out of doing all this exercise, today, this evening, what's it telling you? And before we do that, before you write down the change, do you remember Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade? The one with Sean Connery. I absolutely love that film. Do you remember the leap of faith? Do you remember the leap of faith? Can I just, just indulge me here for one second? I'm going to play something which is very short. And all rights uh, for sharing this goes to the, of course, the, the, the studio. Nobody can jump this. Indy! Indy, you must hurry! And if you remember rightly, he scatters the um, the uh, he scatters some sand so he can see his way. And the truth is, we suffer more in our imagination than we do in reality. That that leap of faith you think is going into the void. Actually, serendipity is a wonderful thing. People come and support and help. And actually, it's not that big a deal. And do you know why it's not that big a deal? I went to an event called Hypergrowth two months ago. I heard. This man, Jin and Chin, talk, who is the most phenomenal climber, he directed an Oscar-winning documentary called Free Solo. And if you haven't had a chance to see it, watch it. That man there climbed 3,000 feet up the top of El Capitan without a rope. It is the most insane human endeavour I have ever seen. And do you know what it took? It took the first... The first as soon as it's the first uh, handle to get up that rope. And whatever risk you think you are taking, 
in trying to move forward fast to achieve your goal is nowhere close to the risk this man took. And the extent of what we can achieve in humanity is extraordinary if we just take a leap of faith. So this is the question I really want to end up with before I give you the last closing remarks. What are the three things that you are prepared to change and do to move forward faster? What does your instinct, your head and heart, tell you you know you need to do to make the change happen? Two minutes, quick, go. The truth is, moving forward fast is exhilarating. It's really exciting. You get massive amounts of progress. But I don't want to lie to you. It comes with your ability to feel comfortable to learn fast and deal with risk. Because sometimes you're going to make mistakes. And sometimes you're going to wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning and you think, oh, it's such a bonker. But actually, look at the progress you're making. Take a step back and say, are you getting closer to your goal? Now, if I would tell myself 10 things, this is what I'd tell myself is enjoy the roller coaster ride, but take note of these points, which is make decisions fast. Yes, thinking slow and fast is important. System one and system two thinking is important, but actually, in order to get progress, get comfortable with making fast decisions. So you remember we talked about how we got the logo and all the names sorted and things like that. Don't forget to onboard senior stakeholders. If you're trying to get change in organizations, go to the highest you can possibly get and get their permission to proceed. Now the truth is, you're going to get lots of other people saying, I wish they were consulted, heads of, directors of, and things like that. But if they give you your permission to proceed, they're hopefully giving their blessing. Go for it. Run a problem-solving workshop. Do some problem framing. Rapidly think through what your challenge is, and try to work out if it's a good idea to go for or not. Try to get what it is sorted within a day. And that's something we can help you with, but other companies can do that as well. And you remember we talked about the problem framing workshop uh, we did with John Beaton and the Design Sprint Academy. Assemble the Avengers. Get the right team around you to do this exciting adventure that you're going to go on. The people you trust, the people you know in your head and heart have got the good, value, good same values that you want to train. Give yourself permission to fail. Samuel Beckett said very insightfully, fail faster. Because the more you get comfortable, the idea is that sometimes you're going to get mistakes, you're going to get moving forward, and actually build up your resilience to that, because you're learning. Take a growth mindset to this, and if you can journal at the end of each day and say, what did I learn today? What worked? What did I do wrong? What can I do better? It will help you on that journey. And once you've got something, really advise you to just do a run of design sprints or a lean UX process. Or if you've got something you want to do and you want to set up a business or you want to do something, just try and smash out a website. Try and work out what it is, what you needs to say, or what, what would mind the proposition. And there's a structured way of doing that with a four-day cycle with design sprints. And we can help you with that. But if not, there's great people like Ross Chapman from the Sprint team and other places that can help you with this activity. That man there. And also, don't forget Studio Republic downstairs, awesome crew. Um, be brave enough to kill bad ideas early. So where you know in your gut this is the right idea, or if your wisdom is telling you this is going in the wrong direction, be prepared to kill bad ideas early. But do it through the lens of your goal. Because you're not in the, you're not in the business of appeasement. You're in the business of trying to honour yourself and others. And carry yourself with honour, but know when to kill a bad idea. Very important point here is a lot of people talk to you about how to learn from mistakes. Not enough people talk to you about the emotional impact of mistakes, how to deal with mistakes. Focus your attention on dealing with mistakes, getting a sense where you can reflect, step back and go, this has happened. Do you know what? That could have been done better. How I do. But look after yourself. Don't beat yourself up. Don't let that monkey in your shoulder tell you that you, you know, you've done things wrong. Stuff happens. People screw up. Get over it. Move on. Deal with your mistakes as well as learn from them. Five.
find the leaders that support you, your friends, your networks, the ones that cherish you, the ones that lift you up, the ones that believe in you to be better. Connect with networks like this, the Register Creatives, that are supportive of one another to help you achieve that goal. And finally, if Indiana Jones can do it, seriously, if you can take the first step, you're halfway there towards achieving your goal. One thing I want to mention here is we live in a network economy and a gig economy. And it's so easy to fall into a trap of thinking that we're all in competition. The reality is there's so much work out there. And we are together as a network here, and we can support each other. And we can all win at this. And I was taught this by some people that I really respect that I've heard recently, and they had some real wisdom in this area. Is when you think about it, if you're starting your business, 80 to 90% of that business comes through referral. But 15 to 10% of it comes from brand new business through the door. Right? So you're going to get most of your work through referrals. So the way you get your referrals is through your network. So it's completely obvious, expand your network. Because if you expand your network, you get more referrals, you get more work. Because that's where 80% of the work goes from. So you just turning up today shows you are investing your time in the potential of expanding your network. Which is why I honestly think the activity that Dan is doing in trying to champion Winchester Creatives is so important because we can all win at this together. We can all support each other. So if you want a fantastic website, if you want to have some great marketing, if you want to have some fantastic strategy, get in contact with Jack and Chris and Dan. If you want to basically produce that PhD, talk to the people who can make it happen. If you want fantastic photographers and videographers, talk to the people in this room. If you want graduates, there are people here who have access to it. If you want amazing digital strategists right here, or somebody who can draw it over here, somebody who can do some development, the talent is here. Connect with them, expand your network, because we can all win at this. So I set myself a challenge at the beginning of this session. I didn't want to tell you how to move forward faster. I wanted to show you how to. So please take these books away with you, and please uh, hopefully put it into action. But if it kind of goes into a bit of a blur. Today, I posted uh, on our website, we have a whole section called How To. And there's a post there which is to say how to move forward fast and get things done in a large organisation. Have a read of that. If it's interesting, share it with others. If it's not, just use it for yourself. All I care about, don't care if you share it with us, all I care about is, is it useful to you? Has it helped you work out how to move forward faster? And if that article isn't actually useful, there's another section, uh, in the whole sections, there's articles on how to, to do um, problem solving, how to run a design sprint, how to do Yulene UX, how to choose the best and latest creative tools, how to basically deal with large, inefficient corporate organisational culture, which we call functional stupidity. And um, once a month we're writing blog posts, basically by going into Google Trends, because how-to is one of the largest search terms on Google Trends because it's universal from a six-year-old boy who wants to learn something to an 80-year-old person going, we all want to learn how to. So we go in and we work out what is the trending topic there. And we found out the world is typing into Google how to draw. So we've written an article all about how to draw. And we'll look at the next thing, and it might be how to make the best gin and tonics, or it might be something like that, but it's there for you. And if you felt that today was actually useful to you, Please do feel free uh, to join up to our Move Forward Faster newsletter. There's uh, some monthly things in there if you want to use it. And if any of you know any bright graduates or we're looking for people to help us with our community management and social media because I'm a bit of a plonker when it comes to social media. Uh, I can write the content and I'm trying to post things up here, but there's a skill in that. So I'm looking to kind of connect with bright graduates and designers and people who want to become a part of that journey as well. So get in contact, I mean, I know particularly you have some friends. If you think this is something that they want to be part of something, and they want to be part of the movement to move forward faster, get in contact. And if I can't help out, these guys I'm sure can. And our next Fast Forward event is going to happen at the beginning of October. Right? So we'll be in London, but we may bring it back down to, to Winchester, so look out for details there. So, the final question I want you to leave this room is what will you be prepared to move forward faster. You are now equipped. You have now thought it through. You've stared at the barriers. 
You've stared at the fears. You've found the techniques to overcome it. You've given yourself an activity. It's up to you now to try and move things forward faster. One ask that we have, the final point to make. Please let us know. So I'd love to know, and I'm sure Dan would love to know, if you do get ahead with fulfilling your goal. Let's say, in three years' time, the PhD gets achieved, right? Remember to write something randomly and just say, I just want to know, I move this forward fast and I achieve that goal. Let Winchester Creative know. Let us know. Let Studio Republic know. Because we can all move forward faster. And I genuinely want to see that happen. Because I believe the future is brightful. And I personally want to sprint to that. Please, 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 take everything from today, move forward faster, and it's time to move forward. Thank you very much for being here.